Things are getting critical, Trip. I agree, Paul. I agree. It's uh, it's almost time. It's almost time. It's almost time for our draft, for our rookie draft. But even for those who have already drafted rookies, it's time to really ammo up. You know, get your team ready for the season. Get your assets ready for future years. Figure out what you're going to do. Get your strategy in line. Let's go. Sharpen your mind. This is your OTAs, couch GMs. Yes. This is your this is your time to to sharpen the iron. You know, get come home from the beach. You know, <laughs> the fourth is over. Um, you know, the Eagles are done serving drinks at the OD down in Sea Isle. It's time to get back home. Start thinking about football. Training camp starts soon, less than a month. This is not downtime. Woo! It's time to get rolling, baby. <laughs> favorite weapon is a tank. I'm going to open up a bank account just for this leak. And don't question my methods. I was riding the market while I was hot. Take my balls, not my pick. <laughs> and of course, by work-life balance, you mean dynasty life balance. I- I'm blown away. I'm blown away. When your world revolves around fantasy football, dynasty is life. Woo! We back. We're back. A lot of people are back. I'm getting a lot of messages. I'm getting a lot of questions on social media. And a lot of them are about trading draft picks. Yeah. Now I've given interesting um, our listeners, our interactive followers, my strategy on trading draft picks. But I know that you have a, a formula. Uh, it's not a formula. Yeah. I just have a, I have a different, um, I have a different way of going about it than a lot of people. Okay. A lot of, and maybe this is just like you, you know. NFL GM speak that you hear in interviews and stuff. But one of the things that you hear all the time is, you know, I'm not, I'm not looking at future draft classes. I'm not looking at, you know, we're not trading picks based on who's in the 2023 class during the 2022 NFL draft. Am I, I mean, am I right? Like you hear GM, you hear GM say that you hear, and maybe it's just the cliche that you give. I don't know. I do not hear you saying that, Paul. I totally disagree. <laughs> I, I wholeheartedly disagree. I'm a big fanatic of know the strengths and weaknesses of past draft classes, future draft classes, who's going to be where, plan it out. You're talking to a guy who has no first-round pick this year because in 2021, I mortgage the future somewhat to get higher up and eventually maneuver my way into picks four five and six in round one in that class because i believed in the nature of the draft class and the transcendent talent at the top those picks netted me jamar chase kyle pitts and javante williams now well done part of that might just be because you know, you were drafting one overall, and maybe, you know, you maybe you should have taken Jamar Chase, and you didn't, or Kyle Pitts, and you didn't. I'm not oh, giving up on Devontae. I'm an Eagles fan. <laughs> I was, you know, a little bit over on the hometown hype, but I still think that the future is bright for him, and things could shake out where he might have a better long-term career than Jamar Chase. He's an elite receiver. He takes care I, of himself. He's honestly, a bad business. I was going to say, honestly, the mentality, I would actually put my money on Smith long term yeah 
Chase's crazy rookie year just just makes you were chasing championships. Now. I'm trying to chase foundational pillars, so it makes well, sense for both. Well, of us. and I didn't have a choice, honestly. If you had, if I was in your position, I don't necessarily know that I would have gone Chase over Smith. To be completely honest, okay. But, uh, it did make it easy. I actually probably would have gone with Kyle Pitts. Yeah, honestly, yeah, he's um, the pick just because of the rarity there, and we'll we'll talk about that a little bit as we talk more about. Like you said, listeners are interested in, in that draft pick st- trading strategy. And that is, like, to me, the ultimate advantage is understanding that dynamic of, like, what's coming versus what's here. So I have two first-rounders next year. Mm-hmm. I'm weak right now uh, at wide receiver. I need tight end depth. I need quarterback depth. I'm pretty okay at running back, but you can never like you, you you can never ignore, in my opinion, the running back pipeline. Like yep. you always have to be filling that because guys are always going to go down. Yes, I'm constantly. in a great great position right now because I have, you know, like CMC is probably my biggest risk of a starting running back, and I have that whole backfield. So like if he goes down, you know, Hubbard could play or Foreman could play. Same thing with. Cam Akers and the Rams and Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, right? You almost hope one of those guys goes down. Just to make it. I'm kidding, kidding. Uh, He's not. But um, but you know my my point is like I'm pretty okay there. I I know that like this year I'm going to be competitive at running back regardless. Okay. So like my focus is on those other positions. So as I kind of go through, you know the the strengths and weaknesses of classes in this episode and how i would maneuver it like keep in mind you know i'm sort of going to be able to give you real life examples from our league but those real life examples are based on those needs that i just gave you okay so when you're looking at trading draft picks before you even look at a draft class are you looking at like you know top of the first round, back of the second round, beginning of the third round? And are you looking at what positions traditionally go there, or is it very draft class dependent? It's very draft class specific when I'm trying to target. So I just recently made a trade, Mm -hmm. which probably a lot of people would look at it and be like, you're you're an idiot. You shouldn't (laughs) have done that. Um, I was a little bit lazy. I probably could have negotiated the fourth rounder out of it, but – I traded a fourth round. It was like the ninth pick in the fourth round, and we're in a 10-team league, so we're talking the second to last pick in the draft. I traded that and a 2024 second rounder. Now, my squad is good, and they're getting two first rounders next year to help them. So that 2024 second rounders, which I, I, and again, factor this in. How good is your team? Are you going to be bad? If you're probably going to be, if you're going to be bad, and you're projecting a bad team, don't trade a second-round draft pick because it could be as good as a first if it's early. I highly doubt that my 2024 second-round draft pick is going to be somewhere in the top half of that round. I don't know. Paul, we'll see what happens. <laughs> well, well, right. I Paul's mean, confident. His roster's strong. Listen, either way. That is something to look at, though. Either way, you need to know, you need to know and be confident about Who's it. Who's draft your pick team. you have, yeah. Right, know your team. Know where that draft pick might end up because that value does make a difference. You know, an early second rounder versus a late second rounder is a, is a big difference. Very big difference. Right? So I got back uh, the fourth pick in this year's draft in the third round. Okay. So we're talking the 34th. 24th. 24th. 
304, pick 24. Yes, exactly. Um, so, to me... It's a dart throw. Quarterback depth, tight end depth. Like, I don't need a starter at either one of those positions. But it wouldn't hurt to be able to take some flyers on some guys that I like, that I think will be there later. Um, I have the eighth pick in round two and the fourth pick in round three now, whereas I would have just had the eighth pick in round two and then the last two picks in the draft. Yeah. Um, And I also have a pretty high waiver. I think I'm like the second waiver. Yeah. So if I keep that waiver... Anyway, I'm telling you all this because this is like my thinking. It's like the best way to explain it is here's here's what was going through my head. Yeah. Um, a 2024 second rounder, be completely honest, I'm a guy that looks ahead at draft classes and knows where the strengths are. I'm not looking that far ahead at 2024. I know I, ha- I have somehow in the past traded for three third rounders in 2024. So to the extent that I'm looking at what I'm giving up in that, draft class in the future in this trade which again it's 2022 pick four nine and 2024 second rounder for 2022 pick 304 so you're giving away two 2024 a picks future to, second and a current like second to last pick in the draft to for, get back uh, into the third round to get this back year. into the top half of this year's third round right Okay, and I like that for targeting tight ends and quarterbacks. Um, I agree that draft class right. is important, but I do like to look at the order of the draft and kind of have an idea for what players get maximized with their value there. You know, top three picks are usually going to be your top running backs for that year, unless there's a yeah. Jamar Chase coming out. Uh, back end of the first, beginning of the second round, you start to see some of those receivers all get bunched in. Well, see, this is and this is where I disagree with you. Like, I, I can't say that about generalize that about every draft class oh no yes okay you cannot generalize that about every draft class but in my head i like to kind of have an idea for what is most likely to be there when i'm making trades so if i'm making a trade for the beginning of the second round you know i'm looking at some of those fourth third round running backs end of the first round receivers in the nfl draft right okay okay i see what you're saying yeah that makes sense and just to put a cap on it before I was talking about um, the for uh, the 2024 second rounder that I'm giving up, just to also mention, I was more comfortable giving that up because I do have three third rounders right. in that class already. And if you're going to be a low second round pick, it's not that far off it's from your third that, round picks. Right, it's not that far off. So anyway, that's that's... Something to factor in. You probably aren't going deeper than that in, a, in like a years that are two years away. Um, but well, we are looking at next year. But we are looking at next year. And right. I want to look at the years prior too. And let's take a look at these last three draft classes plus the upcoming draft class, which is already starting to get mocked, and see where these skill position players fall and how it relates to the value of yeah. our dynasty draft picks yeah there's a lot of interesting interesting stuff to kind of pick apart here because because the 2023 class is really interesting in a lot of ways it's similar to the 2021 class um but you know we we're talking about trading draft picks it's just about knowing like the general strengths 
right? Mm-hmm. So, like you and I right now, you have the first three picks in the second round of this 2022 rookie draft. Yes. I have two first next year. I've got three thirds in 2023. I'm, you know, maybe some players that might be valuable. I'm looking at, you know, can I get into that, right? So we've discussed and thrown some trades around for potentially exchanging, like, you know, two 2022 seconds for our 2023 first would probably be somewhere in the neighborhood. But a trade like that, when you're talking about doing that, like that's really what you really do have to understand the 2023 class yeah, and what your needs are and aligning them with the draft classes so that you can build long-term. So like you mentioned, I got some interesting, I got some interesting facts here for you. Um, we're going to start in 2020. Okay. Right? Taking it back. Taking it back. But you need to look at history to understand what's coming up in the future. So important stuff here. Absolutely. Absolutely. So your 2020 class, which is your your Joe Burrow to a Herbert class, um, you've got 24 skill positions drafted in the first two rounds. And I like to look at it as the wow. first two rounds because a lot of times like it's, it's you know, really – other than running back, the first two rounds are where your dynasty impact players are taken in, oh, yeah. the, in the NFL draft. So I don't, I don't go beyond that when I do this analysis, but this is like a four-year analysis from 2020, 2020 class through to the 2023 class. And I'm just going to tell you, 2020 has 24 skill position players. That's the most. Wow. Right? That's the most out of all those, those upcoming classes. When you look at 2021, you've got 21. And then in 2022, which is really an interesting kind of an outlier of a class, at least when you look at it amongst these four. And also, we all know it was rare not to have that many quarterbacks taken. So we're going to talk yeah, about weird that draft, a little bit weird more draft for sure. in the future here, right? But you, you only had... Um, 16 players. Did I count that right? Yeah, I counted that right. No, I'm sorry. I didn't. It's 18. 13 plus 5 is 18. (laughs) 18 players in the 2022 class. You've got 18 projected according to, you know, USA Today's 2023 mock. Mm -hmm. You've got 18 projected for 2023. So top heavy. Right. So last four years. Well, not last four years, but the four years from 23 to back to 20. Yeah. You've got 18, 18, 21, 24. Wow. So we're, right now we're going down yeah. in the skill position players drafted. The other thing you want to look at is the breakdown of those positions. So in almost in, in 2020, 2021, and 2023, again, 2023, we're just going off a mock here, but you've got a minimum in each one of those classes of five quarterbacks going in the first two rounds. As a matter of fact, five in 2020 is the lowest. You've got six in 2021. And in 2023, the quarterback class is just absolutely freaking absurd. <laughs> it is ridiculous. They're mocking seven quarterbacks wow. going in the first two rounds of that class. Super, so, yeah. right. So, like, Superflex League... You're you know, drooling over that. You're class. drooling over that. 
And and again, this is a perfect perfect situation to highlight. Like with with that kind of upcoming draft class at a position that important in for super flex dynasty players, like that is worth mortgaging a lot to get multiple picks in that. Like if you can go get to the top two picks in the top half of that class and take two quarterbacks, even if you have two good quarterbacks in a super flex league, you might as well go do it. Cause it is that, especially if it's a six point passing touchdown, which I know it's not a ton of those out there, but <laughs> like, I mean, that's part of the reason I like actually playing single QB is cause I feel like it puts, when you add that second quarterback, you put so much value because it's a tough position to play. Yeah. And to get a top performer, you know, they tend to be in a tier that's farther above the tiers below them. Right. So anyway, so even for a single quarterback, you want to be looking at that. Yeah. And that draft class hype on the quarterbacks in 2023 is going to affect other positions. There's so much emphasis exactly. and so much value there that if you are keen enough you can use that opportunity to steal some wide receivers at a much lower value or running backs at a much lower value than maybe they would be. So say you have, you're pretty set at quarterback, but you know this next draft class is so stacked that everybody's trying to get in. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen. Yes, you know it's, you know, these quarterbacks are going to go high. But if you're able to already have a foundation there and you have extra picks, you could probably trade one of those for way more than you typically could and get way more players and really you know, build out the rest of your dynasty roster. Yeah, and, and that's a great point. And actually, I like to look at, like, I think it lends itself. I like to look at that, right? How does the quarter, because the quarterback position impacts where skill position players are drafted more than anything else. Wide receivers tend to go high. Running backs tend to go lower. And then tight end is like the NFL is going to tell you. Yeah. Like if you have a tight end like Kyle Pitts getting drafted in the top 10. Yeah. Like that's an elite guy. You probably need to get him on your team. It's very rare that you'll have somebody bust. Whereas with and that's the other thing is knowing the general way of how things go with certain position matters too. like this year's tight end class in 2022. Not super top heavy, but a lot of guys were drafted, mm-hmm. and a lot of guys were drafted in middle rounds. Yep. So like, it's probably worth taking some later round flyers on tight ends this year, because like, there's some guys that I like. I like Dolchich a lot. Yeah. Um, kid from Mississippi, or was it Texas A and M or Mississippi? Weidermeyer yep. and uh, Isaiah Little. So you you got some likely, likely. Sorry, yep. yeah, Isaiah likely. Yeah. So you got some guys that like, you know worth late round flyers and that's kind of how you match it up with where they went in the nfl yeah bellinger on the giants maybe he's not this elite prospect but if you look at his tight end room his depth chart right. is pretty um, damn weak yeah. he's got a chance to play, play early right there's and there's guys like that that you can find i mean even trey mcbride's probably not gonna go super high in a, in a rookie draft but if you get a little more savvy tight end pretty easy position to figure out yeah yes. a little more sad running back Little, still pretty easy to figure out. Generally, we're going to talk about running back, but wide receiver and the correlation to quarterback is interesting for right now and for 2022 and for 2023 coming up. 
I'm in an interesting position. I mentioned wide receivers, probably my biggest need on my team right now. You know, I have good ones, but you know, I have four four good ones, but not like super elite. And it's it's coming from the guy with Jamar Chase. Right, well, Jamar <laughs> Chase is the is the gem of the group. But I got Jamar Chase, Cortland Sutton, Mike Evans, and Brandon Ayuk. Paul is I not don't easily really satisfied have, or impressed. I don't really have anybody else. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, listen. I have a very balanced team, so if the talent was at running back, maybe I would go running back, right? But generally, the next like position of you know top tier guy I want to land is probably going to be a wide receiver. Um, so we're going with that assumption. So I'm looking at wide receiver, and I'm saying to myself, "All right, you know, I got two first rounders next year. Like, should I be giving up some?" capital for next year to get into this wide receiver class because it's more balanced right (coughs) i probably wouldn't have to give up as much to get as high to get a guy that ends up being good yep um and the reason i say that is because i'm looking back and i at the previous classes and the balance of position groups and who ended up panning out and who didn't right so like 2020 and 2021 you have a lot of quarterbacks going in the first round. You also you always have a lot of wide receivers going in the first round. I mean, in all four of these classes, there's like in the first two rounds, there's like a minimum ten. Yeah, and they're all like class. 50 50 shots a lot of the time. Uh, yeah, and as a matter of fact, there's only eight in the 2023 classes. So that's mm. like something to keep in mind. Yes. So I'm looking at these other. I'm looking at the 2023 class next year when I've got two firsts, and I'm saying, and I'm in need of a wide receiver. I'm seeing seven quarterbacks, eight wide receivers mocked in the first two rounds. Wow. And I'm looking at this class, 2022, where 13 wide receivers went in the first two rounds and only one quarterback. Wow. You know, and I can look back at 2021 and 2020 and that balance where you've got 10 wide receivers in 2021, you've got another 13 in 2020. And how did those pan out? Because those classes have a similar number of wide receivers, but they also have a good number of quarterbacks going ahead of those. Yeah. Right? Like the 2021 first six picks were like ridiculous because it was, (laughs) you know, like quarterback, 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 wide receiver, tight end, wide receiver, right? It was like Chase. Fantasy heaven right there. Right. It was like Chase, Pitts, Waddle after, you know, Lawrence, Wilson, and and who was the third one again? Trey Lance. Lance. So, um Anyway, it's it's just an interest is interesting to look at. So if you look at 2020, those who those wide receivers were, you've got C.D. Lamb, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, Justin Jefferson, Brandon Ayuk, Michael Pittman, T. Higgins, Jalen Rager. Now, those are out of all of those: Jefferson, Lamb, Ayuk, Pittman, Higgins. You probably can say end up looking like they're going to be guys that are worth holding on to. Almost the, re- you know, all Claypool, Chase Claypool went later. So yeah, you've I'm got still holding six out, for, uh, out of those 13. For Judy, too. Yeah, six, maybe seven out of those 13. That's a strong class. That's a strong class. That's a very, and then, you know, if you go to 20, And they were, they were touted as being a good, a good wide class. receiver class. Now, being touted as a good wide receiver class and actually understanding if they are 
or are not is important because the hype can mislead you to getting rid of assets that are important. Um, I'm going to let Paul go into this next draft class, and then I want to talk a little bit more about what I mean in that statement. Yeah, and actually that's where I was going too because I look at that 2020 class and you see a lot of those first-rounders ended up being busts, whereas the second-round guys, Pittman, Ayuk, like, I guess Ayuk was a first-rounder, but um, the, uh, who is it? They were drafted back-to-back. Higgins, Higgins and Pittman. In round two, they were the first two picks of round two. Yep, both great. You know, both looking like they're some of the better wide receivers. And then, obviously, you've got the busts of Rubs <laughs> and Rager. Rager. You know, <laughs> is within that group. Um, K.J. Hamler was taken in the second round. Denzel Mims. Yeah. Um, but you've got some wins in the second round, too, right? Like Usually Chase do. Claypool, Van Jefferson, jury's still out on him. Got a crowded um, wide receiver room, a lot of talent, but not a lot of opportunity. Right. So that's an interesting class because the talent was not super top heavy, even though it was highly touted. And then you go to the next year and it's like the total opposite, right? Like it's super top heavy and almost every like second round wide receiver was kind of soft because you've got, you know, the big guns, right? You got Devonta Smith, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle. Very top-heavy. Right. And then you've got, you know, I think the next guy picked was Kadarius Toney. Jury's still out on him. Not looking great. Rashad Bateman turns out to be a great, probably turned out to be a great player. Yes. Um, But Rashad Bateman was picked 27. Yeah. Your second-round guys, Elijah Moore, Terrence Marshall. Terrence Marshall is not looking good. Right. Rondale Moore. Yeah. A little worried about him, probably too. Dwayne Eskridge, I'm on, I'm on Raw steal. You know, hasn't even really played yet. Um, I'm on Raw was a nice steal. Yeah, but, but that's but that's, that's, that's those dart throws, those, right? Those exactly. are the dart throws. Those One of them's the, gonna hit. Right, exactly. Those are the guys we were like. And I don't want to own the whole fourth round <laughs> to try to maybe get one of those dart throws. I want the exactly. upper. I want the upper pick. Exactly. So I'm looking at those two classes, and I'm looking at. And I'm going to read them to you. Some of the guys that are mocked at wide receiver and where they're being drafted for 2023. Now, Jackson, Smith, Enigma. Fourth overall. Wow. That's before, even before some of these quarterbacks. Wow. Sean Boot, LSU, number eight overall. Jordan Addison, 14. Quinton Johnston, TCU pick 23, but that's a nice drop, right? 14 to 23. Like that's Top no- heavy again. notable, right? Reminds you of that Smith chase waddle class, right? Exactly. And this is why you do this with these past classes kind of fresh in your head. Josh downs from NCU 27 Marvin Mims from Oklahoma, 28 Jermaine Burton out of Georgia. Now you're into the second round and I'm looking at like Jermaine Burton and I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of eh, right? Yeah. So it's like looking like if I had to guess, next year's wide receiver class, going to be very top heavy. You want a top end pick if you're looking at receiver for next year. Right, right. And I'm seeing a couple running backs. I'm seeing running backs getting taken in the first round uh, in Gibbs and um, the guy from Bama. And, of course, the... Uh, Probably the gem of the 2023 oh, yeah. uh, running back class or class overall, 
Bijan Robinson out of Texas. People will be selling the farm for right. uh, first overall next year. <laughs> yeah, if you're we'll tanking, see. if you're tanking, this year is not a bad year to tank. <laughs> yeah, but also like it kind of is. So here's the other thing: you can't rebuild from a tank with running backs necessarily. That's true. You almost got to come out of a tank drafting wide receivers. Okay. So like for somebody who's coming off a tank yeah. <laughs> trip, well, this wide receiver class with 13 guys going in the first two rounds and not a lot of quarterbacks. So, like, you see who's going. They're going higher. These wide receivers are technically being drafted higher. Yeah. It's a promising wide receiver class for for its depth. Yes. Right? Definitely some opportunity to maybe hit on that 50% race if you have a couple people or if you have a couple – you can use them on receiver. Yeah. It and looks a little more like that 2020 class. Yeah. Definitely it? some depth. So yeah. if you have a lot of picks and you need receiver, kind of like my situation, I'm definitely looking at that as a good place to be. Now, if you're tanking for Bijan and you're rebuilding, you don't need to take Bijan. Maybe you get that first overall pick and you trade it for future assets on top of assets on top of assets. And you set yourself coming up. from a professional tanker here. <laughs> folks. That is a great point. Now, Abs- absolutely. Good point. Now, Paul, um, I agree with you that understanding the draft class is very important, but I need you to separate that from the draft class hype. Paul has the tape. He has the research. Listen to us. Let us tell you what's actually going to happen with these draft classes because 2018 was a brutal, brutal dynasty draft class. In reality, 2019, from all of the hype that it was getting, was touted as being like this down year, kind of like we have this year. This draft class is touted as being a down draft class. And 2019 was touted as being a down draft class, especially in receiver. Let me read off some of the players that were drafted that year, especially at receiver where it was said to be weak. DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, Debo Samuel, Hollywood Brown, Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin, Jacoby Myers, and Hunter Renfro. So with that depth, there's a lot of people that are going to be getting taken late. But if you have an abundance of picks and you can pick multiple players in these deep classes, don't be scared if people are telling you it's a terrible draft class. Do your own research and listen to us. We'll tell you where to go. So you can catch people trading on that hype and really give yourself more value, more assets. And that's where Dynasty Leagues swing, where the power changes. And just to mention, so that 2019 wide receiver class, you've got at the top, you really don't have a wide receiver you know, picked until Hollywood Brown at um, 25, like you said. and then But then still at the top, it's... Metcalf, Brown, A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, and those guys are like your next guys picked. Yeah. You know, buyer beware, right? Nikhil Harry was the end of the first round, right? Yeah. So so he's in there too. Paris Campbell's in there. Well, you're going to miss. You're going right. to miss sometimes. Right. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside's in there, but if you're, you know, have half a half an eye for film, you knew he was going to suck. Yeah. Um. But, but, you know, like, like Tripp said, the, he's exactly right. Like, being able to identify out of those guys that really Paris Campbell, Nikhil Harry, and Riley Ridley, and J.J. Arcega-Whiteside are not worth your time, that's, <laughs> what, that's what we're here to help you with. So, 
And because um, they were not picked in the top 15, 20, it was touted as being a bad dynasty class because they're going late in the first and all throughout the second and third. Yeah, and, and the other thing is, like, look at the, the skills that pop, right? Like, DK Metcalf and AJ Brown are absolute physical freaks. Yeah. So you see that there's the potential with that. Hollywood, absolute speedster, right? Debo, like, dominated the senior bowl and, you know, was doing all sorts of crazy things. So, plus that Kyle Shanahan endorsement's always a good one for a wide receiver. Absolutely. You know, you don't see any, like, Paris Campbell wasn't showing any kind of traits that stood out. I got tripped up on Nikhil Harry a little bit. I might have, I I don't have him, but I was looking at him a little bit, probably higher than I should have. Yeah. Luckily, I didn't end up with him on my team, but. Right, (laughs) and it's funny, like, Tyquan Thornton, was drafted pretty high this year by the Patriots, and you don't see a lot of people taking him because the Patriots just striking out with guys like Nikhil Harry, and uh, that Baylor wide receiver connotation is not so not so good either. So, anyway, it is um, it is an interesting and inexact science to use the uh, future mocks you know, and, and try to factor that in. But that's exactly what we're going to try and do. You can see <laughs> what's going to happen to some degree. You know, there's going to be things that you get wrong, but it's not going to be completely flipped, turned upside down. You're going to know if there's elite receivers going in the top 10. You know, some guys may show up and get themselves some second round, third round draft capital. But there definitely are going to be some players that are standing out early, which is important in Dynasty, and you're going to have some form of understanding about what's coming in if you listen to us. And so what we're going to do next episode... Can't wait. ...is... I mean, really... This is going to be great. This is going to be an interesting one. We are going to do a 2022-2023 class combined class rookie mock draft for the people let's go come back join us we uh appreciate you listening peace